It is spring of the year 1091 of the Third Age. Ziv Reinhold, you find yourself on the road in a wagon heading to Gamor. The wagon driver, Earl, you have been talking to, found a job heading to Gamor, carrying some wheat, corn, and cloth. The two of you are alone on the road. Hey, Earl, you should come by my village after we're done dropping this stuff off. I could treat you to a really good dinner and you could see my place. Well, well, are you heading back so soon? I thought you were on an adventure. Well, if I'm right by it, I could just say hi. I think it would be rude for me not to. Well, it's, it's about a week's journey to, to the forest from Gamora. Are you sure that's what you want to do? Mm, that's fair. Say, is there anything interesting in Gamora? I went a few times with my father, but never really explored it. Well, they're, they're always at battle with Venaria, the city we're just now leaving, you know? Oh, why? Basically, who should house the king? Who should be treated as the capital of Andrin? It's been kind of a war between the two cities for almost a millennia now. Why wouldn't the king stop something like that? That's terrible. It all has to do with the trading dynasty. There's two dynasties in charge of Andrin, you know? The one that lives in Hanaria and the one that lives in Gamor. Every time a king dies, it changes back to the other dynasty. Just to freshen things up and balance it out. A, a fair rotation. It's sad the rotation involves so much death. I agree. We're in a peaceful time. The young king of Hanaria, he has no, no ill about him. So we, we could see 300, 400, 500 years with this king. I hope so. I hope everything's okay and we don't need to constantly go to war. There has to be a, a logical way to figure that out. You don't just need to shed blood for this strange passing of the scepter. The surrounding area, the rural areas, I mean, a lot of them think that we should just have two different countries. Gamor and Hanaria. Why have a king fighting over two places whenever they could just be two separate places, you know? Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Then they can trade with one another and they don't need to kill each other. Agreed. But I'm, not, I'm no politician. I'm no king. <laughs> well, the king probably doesn't want to give away that kind of power, right? I would think so. I mean, power can go to, to a man's head, you know? Well, Earl, maybe you should try to run for king. You know a lot about this world. You traveled it so much. Uh, not the whole world, just, you know, this area of the nation. But, um, all of a sudden, you hear a whoosh, and then your friend gagging for life. Earl! An arrow is sticking through his throat from the back left to the front right. You turn quickly to see five men in brown and black leather with cloaks covering their faces. Bandits attack. Last time on the Four Orbs. Doric steps out from behind one of the carcasses that are hanging from a meat hook and just kind of looks at you. Doric! The hell are you doing down here? Hello! Hi! What's up? What is up? I asked you first? We're looking for you. Yeah, we've been looking for you. Where'd you go? 
We thought you had been taken. I'm standing right here in front of you. Can I start investigating this room while this is happening? Like, while they're talking, I'm going to start walking around looking in the corners and stuff. Sure. It doesn't feel right. Sure. Yeah, you start to, like, you walk off of the stairs and kind of, like, inspect the room. What's your AC? My AC is 15. It's a cutlass appears out of nowhere and just slashes against your side. And then you see the captain who has come out of invisibility and ready to attack. I told you! And then whenever you turn back and look at Dorth, he has unsheathed his rapier and is pointing it at you. 20? Uh, Defender wins. Okay. You dodged a bullet, literally. Uh, He pulls a flintlock from his side and aims it directly at your head. New shit. The shot explodes. It is extremely loud. It's in this small room. Everyone including the captain, is deafened. Uh, Dorth is going to say, ooh, this is bad, and use invisibility. I want to run over there, and I want to cast Shillelagh as a bonus action. Yeah, oh y'all are just going <laughs> to And I want to <laughs> attack him using subdual damage. The combat turns go round after round, and he never shows himself. Y'all search and look. Even with my Potion of Sea Invisibility? Even with Potion of Sea Invisibility, he's not there, and combat's over. I'm going to go uh, use my rope and tie up uh, Wiley Coyote's hands behind his back and uh, just to make sure that he's not going to get up and start going for us again. Okay. Where'd Dorth go? I'm going to search the room, I guess, at this point. You find from the back wall of this basement that there is, like, broken bricks, and it goes into, like, a tunnel. Hey, guys, there's a tunnel over here. It opens up to a chamber that is very dark. Together, all four of you see three people in the chamber, all tied up. Dorth, Captain Wiley Kayo, and Siddeley, not in their attire. I knew it! What? 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 Doppelgangers, I told you! So, that thousand gold... No more. I'll just take you for free if you're still trying to go to Luron for helping save me. Oh, cool. Very kind. But, like, what what should we do about these doppelgangers, though? I don't know. Did you not kill them? No, they got away. Are you serious? We thought it was y'all. We didn't want to kill y'all. Well, we didn't want to kill y'all. And then tomorrow, y'all get on a boat and head to Luron. The next morning, the five of you gather in the Drunken Dolphin Tavern and have breakfast. Before you head to Captain Kayo's ship, would you like to stop by any shops to purchase any goods? I think Dorth uh, has winter clothes on or something like that right yeah. now. So. Yes. Okay. Yes, I do need to go buy some more. I mean, is there like a like a fucking Dillard's or something? Um, <laughs> like this 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 port has every shop you could need. Okay, yes. Because they are the main port where all goods come in, so some goods just stop and stay in this, in this area. All the shops you need and no mayor or government <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> Everything was peaceful until the doppelgangers showed up. No guards, no <laughs> system of government, nothing. But shops, dude, we got that. No taxes. <laughs> all right, okay. Yeah, uh, tax-free weekend. And now y'all put a mayor in place and now there's gonna be taxes. What did y'all do? Oh, shit. Well, yeah, I would like to get some appropriate clothing from a a shop. All right, so you go to the local tailor whose shop is called 
Taylor's Taylors. Ooh, it's... <laughs> I was born for this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Taylor's Tailoring. That's it. It's a common theme in this town, huh? <laughs> Butch's Butchery. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor's Tailoring. And whenever you walk inside, I'm assuming that y'all are just going to stay together for all this to make it simple. And safe, because... Yeah. I guess maybe y'all did probably sleep all in the same room or something. (laughs) Yeah, slumber party! (laughs) But anyways, so yeah, you go into Taylor's Tailoring, and when you walk in, you hear a little girl voice go, Oh, hi! Hello! And you look, and you see a halfling woman that is scrambling her way towards you, all excited. Ready to sell some clothes. What can I help you with today? Well, yes, as you can see, I am not wearing appropriate attire. Attire for what? Well, I'll be, I'll be, uh, I'll be sailing. Oh, you're uh, going to the seas. Yes. And I need to not be wearing this. Are you going somewhere north or more tropical? Definitely more tropical. Oh, well, what do you, what would you like? And this is where you go to the inventory on your screen, on the (laughs) shop screen. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And you select what you'd like. What what will Doris be purchasing? Uh, let me get uh, some shorts. Okay. Definitely. We want to show those uh, sexy calves. What color shorts? Uh, let's go with a tan to brown. Like khakis? Yes. Are because we going like Dockers? We're going to put the color everywhere else. So, like, I don't need to be fully colorful. What, is, what are those shorts? Like, are they like Bahama Mamas or something like that? Dad shorts? <laughs> Panama Jack? Yeah, Panama, Panama Jack. Jack. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. them. <laughs> I'm a mom. <laughs> it's his wife. Panama and Bahama love each other. <laughs> yes. Um, and then I definitely want a short, a, a fun patterned. Uh, so a Hawaiian shirt. I wasn't going to say Hawaiian shirt. You were shirt. wearing a yellow button down, like, but <laughs> well, it was open. Hawaii doesn't exist in Ace. <laughs> so a Loranian shirt. Yes. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Um, and uh, do I need a fun hat? Are there any, like, I need a flower to put in my hair. Uh, you could do, like, uh, like a trilby, like a, a beach-looking trilby with, like, a pink feather, like a pink flower in the hat itself. Oh, <laughs> hell no. Uh, <laughs> what is that? Like, uh, Jurassic Park at the very beginning, whenever the can is meeting with the other guy and he's got the hat on? Oh, uh, whatever. Oh, yeah. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I know, yeah. <laughs> Just look it up. There are screenshots. But, no. <laughs> I'd rather wear no hat. Then a trilby. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just find a flower somewhere. They always die. Yeah, I mean you found what? Azalea's last time. Yeah. All right. Oh, that yeah. was they're recently. Still, they're still blooming. Yeah, I'll just I'll just run by and get one of those. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Okay. So you're grabbing Azalea? Yeah. Well, you probably lost your shoes. Are you gonna stick to any oh, kind of shoes? I'm gonna need some sandals. You're wearing like high socks and sandals. Thank you. I need socks, high socks, and sand I'm basically trying to recreate what I was wearing before. Okay. So in that case, it'll be two gold. I've got you. I'd like to uh, get like a like a Rambo style like knife. Okay. Like for close combat. So now I'll have like, you know, my bows and arrows for long range. And if I got to get real close, I got a crowbar and a knife. Okay. Maybe Will's Weaponry or something. Okay. Yeah, we'll go to Will's Weaponry. There you go. Uh, so you head across the street over to Will's Weaponry, and at Will's Weaponry, there is a human man who uh, looking pretty straggly. He looks really, like, uh, crusty with black smithing dust all over him. Oh, welcome to uh, Will's Weaponry. What can I get for you today? And then this is where you go through the inventory and select what you'd like to purchase. <laughs> Good morning, Will. 
Um, so yeah, I just want I want like the biggest, nastiest looking uh, Bowie knife I can find. All right, uh, we'll treat that. I guess like a dagger. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, so do you have a dagger already? No. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you get you a nice Bowie knife, or do you want it like machete size? No, I want it to be kind of just like a big, long bladed knife. Like you knife. put the the blunt side in your mouth and go swimming. Exactly. <laughs> you, you get it. You can call it a Bowie knife, but it'll be uh, a D4 plus your strength modifier in her. Uh, no, it's finesse, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so it can be a, a D4 plus your dexterity modifier and damage. Thanks, Will. Oh, yeah, no problem. You have a great day. And that's you closing out of the shop menu. Anyone else want to purchase anything? Do you know how long this voyage is going to take? Uh, you haven't gotten an actual time frame, but you do know you traveled from Athern to... River's End in a boat and I think that took like three weeks or something uh, but this is a much longer journey so you can assume longer than three weeks okay can um, I assume that uh, Captain Wiley Kayo and his crew has like plenty of water and rope and like tools I would say that they probably have things like that, but the question is, can you have their stuff? If you want things like that, I would say it's probably safe to go ahead and purchase your own. Okay. Especially yeah. because you're going to uh, Laron, and you don't know how hostile it's going to be. You might not have shops to purchase if yeah. you're wanting those kind of goods. Okay. Um, I'm going to buy two extra water skins and like an extra thing of rope. Okay. Uh, so you go to the general store, and we'll, we'll talk to... Uh, Odie Hawkclaw again. What's up, man? Yeah, I was I was gonna say Gerald, but um, <laughs> <laughs> Gerald's general. I, I, I never goods. got. A, I never actually bought the knife. How much was that? Oh shit! Uh, yeah, the knife, the Bowie knife, two gold. Nice. So we head on over to the general store, Odie Hawkclaw's general goods, and this is where the azaleas were. Okay, are they different colored azaleas? There's only pink azaleas. No, there's no, white azaleas. Yeah. Is there? Oh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, we'll Not say. Like Alabamians do? What? <laughs> we'll say that in uh, in Asus, there is every color azalea you can think Pink. We're going for pink. <laughs> I'm going to hunt <laughs> for a pink azalea. All right, so you grab yourself a pink azalea. I'm going to put it behind my ear. <laughs> And then you walk inside Odie Hawkclaw's general goods. Don't remember his voice because I didn't think we were going to be talking to him again. I feel like he just seemed scared. Well, that was the second time, but the first time he was excited. And I got to get back to excited because he's not in danger anymore. Do you remember Siddeley's voice? Odie could just be in the back. <laughs> yeah. I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure Siddeley took the day off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's taken life off. Oh, the, hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey there. Oh, hey there. This is no, that's close. That's pretty good. Oh, hey there. Y'all back. Would y'all uh, like to purchase anything today? Yeah, we're we're uh, looking for some general goods. All right. Well, actually, I'm not going to charge you for anything. So y'all just take what you need. And this is the inventory screen that says free on everything. <laughs> I'm going to get 99 rations to fill my inventory slot. Yeah, that's also going <laughs> to say. everything um, is free. <laughs> I was going to uh, say I'm going to stock up on rations, but... Finch also has good berries. I'm going to be logical about it. You're not going to get 99 rations. <laughs> Do they have 99 no, rations? I mean, it's a joke. <laughs> Jesus. 
by the whole like bar- yeah, barrel. Felder opens the book and just starts sliding <laughs> yeah. shelves into it. Yeah. <laughs> you start taking all that shit. He's like, ah, oh, baby, I changed my mind. <laughs> all right, so what you looking to buy or take for two water skins and a rope? Yeah, I was gonna get two more water skins, another fifty feet of hemp rope, and um, like ten more rations. Okay. Everybody want to just take 10 rations? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yep, and I'll grab some rope because I don't have any. Likewise. So everyone but Dora's going to have rope now? See, my thing about rope is that I don't have to have rope because everyone else has rope. And you're one pound? Yeah. <laughs> right? I would like to walk up to the bar. Uh, Jong? Jong? The tavern? Yeah, the back tavern. To the tavern. Okay, so you go back to the tavern to see Jong? Yeah, or we'll say like before, before we leave, I guess. Okay, sure. Uh, and I'll walk up to the bar and I'll say, I'll nod at him and I'll say, Hey, John. Oh, hey. Hey again. Are you looking to stay another night? No, we're we're leaving. We're about to get on the ship. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, it was nice meeting you. Oh, yeah, it was nice meeting you, too. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> These guys. <laughs> I would like to get an abacus for John. <laughs> are, are all AW going? Yeah. 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 Okay. All eight of us. <laughs> Listen. Are you? Can I? Can I purchase a couple of bottles? A couple of bottles? Yeah. A couple of bottles of, of rum? Yeah. Sure. Whatever. Whatever you got. Oh uh, yeah, I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you seventeen of them. All right. Show me on your fingers how many seventeen. Is. He shows six fingers. Nice. All right. How how much? Uh, oh God. We'll say uh, eighteen gold. I'll just pull out 18 gold and set it on the... Uh, I'll pull out 20 gold and set it on the... Uh, oh, okay. Gallon. Thanks for the tip. <laughs> <laughs> and he just shovels them all into like his apron. You're welcome, buddy. And I'll just clap him on the, the shoulder and say, it was, oh, it was nice meeting you. It was nice meeting you. I hope you come back sometime. I hope you get some rest sometime. Uh, They're like two old like college buddies <laughs> that watch football together but never want to tell each other how much they love each other. Like, like oh, you just... Yeah, dude. <laughs> Yeah. Anywhere else? God, what do we need, Dave? Feel the pressure. Do they have sunscreen? <laughs> <laughs> Will we need that? Maybe yeah, maybe a potion a scarf, shop might I have something. Have a scarf. Okay, let's go to a potion oh. shop and see if they've got any uh, sun repellent. <laughs> That'd be cool. All right, so you head over to Patricia's potions. <laughs> Patricia's <Ooh>. potions. <laughs> let's go see Pat. I don't like that one actually. Pat's pot. <laughs> Pat spots. Yes. <laughs> Alan's Alchemy. Okay. You head over to Alan's Alchemy. Lame. Look, we just gotta move forward. <laughs> <laughs> you walk into Alan's Alchemy and you see a old half-elf man, kind of hunchbacky, uh, leaning over a counter, playing with some some beakers and stuff. And he looks over to you and says, "Whoa, hello, hi. Um, I was wondering if you had anything." To help with uh, sun repellent. I'll be going into a tropical climate, and I want to stay... Oh, well, there's two things that might be able to help you. There's either fire resistance or endure elements. Endure elements sounds more my speed. Endure elements. Okay, let me see how many I have. This man. And he walks over to a shelf and pulls a crate, and there's a perfect label on the side of it that says Endure Elements, and he's got eight potions of Endure Elements. How much are these each? One platinum. One platinum? Yeah. I'm gonna have to pass on this. 
That's pretty pricey. You have any specials? Deals? Specials? No, no, these are rare materials. Well, I am a rare personality. Imagine what it could do for your shop to have your Endure Elements potion on this body. Oh, sponsorship. Give me a persuasion check. Yes. <laughs> 18. Okay. I'll do it for five gold apiece. Okay. I'll buy two. What does that mean as far as our, our partnership? Just whatever you wear it. Make sure to say, Alan's Alchemy. <laughs> Purchase here. In Downland Harbor. I will be sure to do that. I will say, I purchased this Endure Elements potion from Alan's Alchemy <laughs> in, in Downland Harbor. Yes, I got the rest of it. Yes, yes. yes. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Well, hey, since you only wanted two, I'll take the other six. <laughs> <laughs> well, for you, it will be six platinum. Oh, yeah. Cool. Cool. cool totally. Here you go. Also, do you have any just like healing potions, you know? Oh, sure. Would you like something minor or regular or major or supreme or superior or I think that's all I got. You don't have any greater? Greater. Oh, I'm sorry. Could you repeat that? Oh, sure. Would you like <laughs> the minor or the regular? Or the major. Oh, I think major would be good. Or the greater. Oh, okay. Or the superior. Or the su supreme. It's the one with sour cream in it. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> bro. Well, I do love sour cream. The Taco Bell reference. <laughs> <laughs> it took away my goddamn double deckers. Damn. <laughs> Never gonna get over this. Uh, what's a uh, major? I don't remember which ones they each are. Uh, let me pull out the DM guide. I think they're there. We'll just inventory it, like inventory screen it. Yeah. And I'm interested in getting some greater healing potions. A potion of healing is 2d4 plus 2. It's 50 gold. Woo. That's a, what'd you say, 2d4? 2d4 plus 2 for a potion of healing, according mm. to the player handbook. How much is the greater healing? Uh, that would be 44 plus 2, or 44 plus 4, so that's doubling it. So I would say 100 gold. Based on the player handbook prices. How much gold is a diamond worth? <laughs> I do still have potions. Didn't I give people healing potions? Yeah, I used mm -hmm. all mine. Oh. Yeah, well, I, have I, one, I think he I used just... all his in the fight with Annette. Because have... I'm an old man. <laughs> I have four lesser, two regular, two greater, and one supreme. I would like to purchase five greater healing potions. Five greater healing potions? That's... I'm going to make it a little cheap. No, I'm not. Because y'all are fucking level seven. Y'all can handle this. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I mean, uh, he's got the bank of Philomere. Yeah, you also yeah. got the bank of Philomere. 250 gold pieces. That's the 44? Oh, you want 44? Yeah. Okay, so for greater, yeah, it's going to be 500 gold pieces. Cool. And then the 60 gold for the Endure Elements? And then 60 gold for the Endure Elements. Because no, he's getting six of them. Yeah. Well, this is six platinum. 60 gold platinum is six yeah. platinum. Okay, six, gotcha. Yeah, 60 gold is six All platinum. Right. Yes, I'll take that. So how much for four of those greater healing potions? 400. 400? Mm-hmm. 100 each? Yeah, 100 each. Do you each. know how much a yeah. diamond is worth in gold? <laughs> I don't. I have five. I don't even know where they came from anymore, but I have them. Uh, is it the stones that you've... Oh, no. Like the weird 
The things that you tortured out of people. Ah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Whatever yeah. those were. Oh, those, yeah. You probably bro. did get them from the uh, black market. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I want to say I still have that uh, that ruby, maybe. The heated ruby? Mm, I don't have it written down, though. I don't think I have it, actually. I don't know what I would have done with it, though. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you didn't get rid of it. Yeah, I think I still have it. I should have that written down. Did we ever find out what it did? No. It got no. hot. Yeah, like we know that it gets hot when you touch it, and that's that's you it. drop it in water and it makes it boil. Well, I can't exchange that diamond for gold itself, but I can give you potions for it. Um, I'll give you ten greater healing potions for that diamond. Ten greater for one diamond? Yeah. Sure, sure, that sounds great. And so he gives you ten greater healing potions, and I'll give one to all of my friends. You give Aww. one to everybody. Aww. All right. Aww. Aww. Got that? I don't need that many. I'll pinch your cheeks. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to shop for? I am good. I'm good as well. Is there something we should be shopping for, Dave? Oh, we don't this know. This is that literally yet. for you to we fill up your equipment know. however you think it needs to be filled up. I would buy a uh, a melee weapon, but my heart is set on that rapier. <laughs> that <laughs> so, specific rapier? Yeah. I use that in plays and shit. Like, that's special <laughs> to me. I killed Velmir, like, pointing it at him. I need that one. It's special. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. All good. Yeah, I'm good. All right. So y'all head down to the docks. The five of you head down to the docks, and Captain Kayo and his first mate, Stefan Grakaya, are at the edge of the dock near land, talking about the cargo the crew is loading. As you approach, they stop chatting and turn to the five of you. Ah, oh, just the five people we were talking about. Turns out we have lost a crew member from each of our five teams. So each of you will need to fill a role on the team so that we can safely get the boat to Loran. Is that going to be okay? Uh, what, what are the teams? Ah, well, you can each choose your own. Uh, I'll need a second mate, third in line to Krakaya. And then I'll need somebody in the crow's nest, somebody on the bow gunner. I'll need a stern gunner, and I'll need a navigator. Hmm, what's a gunner? The two gunners are different. I'll tell you what each one does, and y'all can make a decision. The second mate, he'll need to handle the captain's wheel during third shift. Uh, so it'll be me, and then Stefan, and then you. And then the uh, job requires maintaining direction ordered by the navigator. And then during times of combat, you may be needed as helmsman while the captain and the first mate take part in the battle. You know, just in case we have some pirates that we got to fight. And then the person in the crow's nest, your job is to scan the horizons with a spyglass, searching for land, other ships, and p- potential hazards. Like storms, but in times of combat, you can launch projectiles to those on the main deck or of opposing ships and call out targets for the main guns if needed. And then the bow gunner, the duties will be uh, handling the forward sails and using the forward-facing ballista. That team will also be maintaining the directional sail in case we need to do some hard turns. And then the stern gunner, that person will need to be uh, part of the team that does the duties of the the rear-facing ballista and repairing upper deck damage across the entire ship. And then the navigator, the navigator's duties on their shift will require communication with their current helmsman at the wheel. They'll use uh, sending stones that we have to talk to the person at the helm. You'll tell them if you're on the right path based on the navigation tools. If it is, if it does not step on other people's feet, I would like to propose that I go into the crow's nest. You better tie yourself down up there. Get hit by a strong wind. Oh, I will. <laughs> Don't worry about it yet. <laughs> I'll be fine. Well, I think my talents would be most suited for Navigator. I could go and uh, take us the second hand. That leaves the bow gunner and the stern gunner. Guess we're the gunners. All right. Well, which one is which, though? 
Well, I would say the stern gunner makes repairs, yes? Stern gunner makes repairs in the first, and the bow gunner handles the sails, the rigging. Sounds like the repairs would be your, up your alley, Miss Mender. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Here I was thinking I wouldn't be good at any of this, but yes, that, that sounds like the perfect job. Oh, I did forget to mention that the person that's in this navigator will handle repairs inside the ship during combat. Oh. <laughs> Don't sound too disappointed. I'll wing it. Uh, that leaves uh, you, Keth, as the bow gunner, handling the rigging in the forward-facing ballista. You good? Easy. All right. Well, now that we got you assigned to your duties, let me show you where you'll be sleeping. The captain walks you on board, and the ship has a solid quality about it. There are two masts toward the front half of the boat, one half the size of the other, and appears to be able to be pivoted at the bottom. The captain's deck is not at the back of the boat, as the back of the boat has a lower platform with a very large ballista mounted to it. The bow of the ship also has a ballista attached to the front of it. He walks you below deck. There is a single accessible deck for living. Below that is where cargo is being held. Across this very long deck, below the main, are many wooden posts and have hammocks swinging between them. The captain shows you to your hammocks and where to put your long-term gear, like backpacks and such. Assuming you don't spend every minute on the boat geared up like you are on an adventure, what items do you keep on you, and how do you keep those items attached to you? Well, my uh, shorts are cargo shorts, as, as we said before. <laughs> uh, so I, ha I got pockets. Uh, I'm definitely going to keep my wand of mental strife on me. Uh, how long is a pan flute? About Can it fit in a pocket? Isn't a pan flute like the multiple oh, yeah, yeah, cylinders? Right, yeah. they're, they're not very big. They can probably yeah. stuff it in there, yeah. Yeah, but okay. you also have a kangaroo pouch. This is true. <laughs> Boy got pockets. Uh, big mucusy pockets. Boy I'm, is a pocket. Okay, let me re reroute that. I'm going to keep the wand in the kangaroo pouch because I don't want to put anything in the kangaroo pouch you that I'm going to. shirt open. <laughs> yes, this is true. He, he's gotten over the... He's body positive now. Uh, so the wand's going to be in the kangaroo pouch for easy access okay like i can equip that that easy i'll put the pan flute in one of my pockets and let's say the greater healing potion i will put in another pocket and everything else to be in my backpack okay so you're leaving the, everything else in the backpack below deck whenever you're out and about on the boat yes okay make sure to write down on a piece of paper where what you're actually storing okay and where on your body just give like a little brief synopsis of what you're like, how you're keeping gonna, your stuff. I'm going to need a new sheet of paper. You might need a new sheet of paper in general for this because I'm going to also give you skills for your duties. Oh. All right. So I want to carry my quiver and bow on my back. Okay. Um, I would like to keep a water skin on one hip and my new acquired bowie knife on the other hip. Okay. And then. Um, I'd like to put one of my healing potions in one of my pockets. Probably, if I could, put the my 50 feet of rope around me like a bandolier, like kind of cross chest, you know? Okay. I think that's it. All right. So no crowbar on you? Yeah, no, I'm going to leave the crowbar behind this time. All right. Anyone else ready? Um, I will keep my spear. just sort of as like a walking cane okay. type deal. I don't carry a backpack. I just have like my big messenger bag and then a couple little small pouches. So I would probably just keep my messenger bag with my tome and bank in it, two healing potions, uh, quill and inkwell, because I assume that would be important for navigating. Maybe. And I'll keep my water skin. Okay. And we'll say one ration at a time. Okay. 
And this is basically like what we have on us when we're performing our yes. duties, right? So um, Keth will have his warhammer at his side, uh, like on one side, a throwing axe on the other, and uh, that's that's really it. Turtle shell backpacks way too big to, to be lugging around. Pretty much everyone's yeah. traveling backpacks are going to be too big for lugging around on a boat just constantly. Like you're relaxed. I mean, you're going to be on this for weeks. No well, reason Ke to keep your backpack on yet. Keth ain't relaxed. Well, Keth, that's true. Keth watching for pirates. <laughs> um, I guess if if I could put the uh, the buckler like on my back without it interfering in what I'm doing throughout the day, you could probably find some like scraps of rope to make that happen. Okay, then I'll do that as well. Okay. And that's it. Okay, so um, I will have a water skin and a map scroll, like kind of like a across my chest, like kind of. Kind of like a purse. Okay. Uh, just an empty map scroll so that if an oysterich gets too hot, he can kind of hide away in there. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the map got ruined that I had anyway. And I'll have a ration in my pocket and my potion belt with all of my potions on it. And I'll just have a pocket knife. Okay. Uh, I mean, you can strap your shield to your back like he does. And you, your mace is probably like... Got a hook on your belt as well. That's how a mace would be held, I would think. So like you can you don't have to have you don't have to go weaponless, just Okay. Well then I will have my um I'll have my shield on my back and my mace hooked to my belt. Okay. Sounds good. You're given kind of a small grace period the first couple days at sea. Uh watching your crewmates do the jobs that you have been assigned and agreed to. But it is now your solo shifts. And this is where we will start the individual skill challenges. Skill challenge. Oh, no. Unlike the normal skill challenges that I did with the beginning of Act 3 prequel so far, I am not going to be giving you the DC. And I'm also not going to be giving you the unknown number of weeks that we will be doing this skill challenge for. And that's the weeks in game while traveling on a boat, not weeks episodes. You will each get a chance once per week to increase your modifier with the skill that with the possible skills attached to your jobs. Each position has two associated skill checks to, to do with it. You will choose one you want to increase and tell me how you will do that for the week. And depending on the role, we will find out if you increase that modifier or not. So the second mate which is Finch, me. I believe. Yes. You have two skills that you can choose to increase and train in. You can't use them during the skill challenge yet. You will only be able to use them once you've trained in them, and I'll tell you when that is. Uh, so your two possible skills as the second mate is command, and that's whenever you want to yell, like shout commands to the crew, and that's going to be for any charisma-based skill if you get the increase for it. And you'll also have Steer, which will be navigating the waters directly in vision and also for battle maneuvers. The Crow's Nest, you have the Spyglass action, which will be to spot land, storms, obstacles, and enemy ships. And this will be based off of Perception. So you might be proficient with Perception now, so you might not care to train in that, but you could train in that and get even better, like add more to your proficiency in Perception. Okay, and that carries into... And that that's just for the duty of being in Crow's Nest. That's not carrying into like okay. the further adventure. This is just for the spyglass action. Okay. So your base skill is your perception check, and if you train in it, you'll have more. All right. Lookout is your other action. Conditioning and maintaining consciousness for long shifts. 
aka getting bored. Oh, God. <laughs> That'll be constitution checks. Not saves, but checks. Okay. The bow gunner, which is Keth, right? The forward-facing... The one that doesn't do repairs. Okay, so yeah, that's the forward-facing bow. The bow is... Oh, yeah, just so you know, listeners, I don't think any of us are very good with nautical terms. Nope, I have no idea what a ballista... Okay, well, <laughs> this is not nautical, but that's just a giant crossbow. It's a giant bow. It's a oh. giant crossbow oh. that's on, it's like, yeah, shoots. So like Game of Thrones. Yes. Yeah. Spoilers. Game of Thrones spoilers. And they have ballistas. Spoilers. <laughs> uh, so the bow gun, the bow is the front of the, of the boat. So the bow gunner has the ballista attack, which fires a ballista in the forward 180 degrees of the view of the ship. So you can't do anything behind at all. You can only do left, right, and forward. Uh, and that's a dexterity check not a ranged attack. And then you will also have rigging, and that's working the cells based on commands from the captain and his mates, and that'll be a performance check. Mm. Performance? What the fuck? Performing the rigging based off of uh, the commands. All right. It's like having a conductor in a symphony. Yeah, but that shit's like super heavy, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I figured it'd be like a strength. Yeah. Maybe we should switch. You can't switch. No switching. <laughs> no. <laughs> That was the the random choice selection. Yeah, I'm tell y'all I the figured. Ooh, it's just I figured some positions would not fit some people, and the bow gutter is not fitting it too well. <laughs> oh, nice. So yeah, that's rigging, working the cells, and that'll be a performance check. Uh, the stern gunner, which is the rear. Yeah, what is gunner? Which is Astra. You have a ballista attack as well, which is 180 degree view to the rear. So that covers the whole 360 degrees between the two of you. Uh, and that'll be a dexterity check, not a save, not an attack. Because I'm assuming no one is proficient with ballistas. I don't think so. Nah. Um, you will also have the repair option. And it'll be repairing any damage on the upper deck across the entire boat. And that'll be an intelligence check. And that leaves Thelamir as the navigator. Your two options are uh, navigation is one action. And that's directing the helmsman regarding the map and the compass via Sending Stone. And that'll be a survival check. Okay. (laughs) And then you will also have the repair option for everything below deck. And this is to repair during combat and repair lower deck damage. And it'll be a strength check (laughs) to push against the water that's leaking. Mm. All right. Double double zero. We're good. (laughs) Who's ready? Hey, companions, it's Dave, your DM, and I'm here to jump in for this mid-roll to say hello, because it's been a while since I've done this, and um, I I wanted to kind of apologize to some of our listeners. I know that uh, we transferred over to Podbean for our podcast service, and it appears that some people were not aware that we were not posting new episodes to our website anymore. Squarespace has uh, made it rather difficult to keep up with Apple Podcasts. And so we had to do a emergency rush to switch over to Podbean at a specific time because of some new changes to Apple Podcasts, trying to keep up with the rest of the podcast community in the world. And so that kind of affected some people. And I want to take the time to apologize sincerely on the podcast for this because I did not do a good job of updating social media and Patreon and everything. So um, if you know of somebody that listens to Four Orbs and you're not sure if they're caught up, just mention it to them because I still haven't gotten around to posting to all of our media. 
I also don't have a lot more to say on this mid-roll, so I'm just going to take this time to thank our Patreon supporters who are still actively staying involved with us. Thank you to Colby Parker, Dave Lar, Kevin McEwen, Samuel Santabanez, Andrew O'Dell, Samuel Moore, Evan Wiley, Jacob Williams, Joshua Story, Chase Rim, Keith No Last Name Foiston, Lucas Duff, Jonathan, Bjorn Yeager, Adam Wright, Jeremy Kleinhans, Dave Schmidthenner, Damian Roll, Caitlin Lindbergh, and The Geek Life, who actually did an interview with us recently, if you haven't seen that. So thank you all who are still donating to our Patreon. Uh, we, we truly do appreciate what you give. And again, I apologize uh, for my lack of time on social media recently. I, like, I would say like the last three, two to three months, I've just been kind of, uh, I've just been burnt out, I think. And I'm a little overwhelmed with my day job and just everything else in life right now. And I'm trying to keep up and I really don't want to let y'all down by missing episodes. So I'm really more focused on trying to get these episodes out than I am trying to stay active in the social community. I, I think that's more important is getting the content out than it is staying talkative. Um, y'all might disagree with me. Y'all might would rather hear me hear from us actively on discord and Twitter and Instagram and everything, then get more episodes. But I, I really want to, I'm putting the episodes first right now. And so I apologize for the lack of work on some other things, but I'm hoping to get back to, you know, being the old normal Dave self. I just, I just got a lot going on. I'm trying to keep up with life and I appreciate all of your support, everything that y'all do as listeners. And I truly am again, happy that you listen still. Now let's get back to the episode. Now for the first week, the seas are relatively calm. The coast of Mithron is visible to the south from the port side of the boat, and anyone that wants to volunteer to go first can do that. But right now, this is to train in your skills. Which skill would you like to train first? I am definitely going to need to train lookout okay. con, because that's not, that's not very good. And remember, I'm not telling you the DC. I'm not telling you how many weeks you'll get the chance to do this. And also, you cannot repeat the proficiencies on your own. This isn't a team skill challenge, so you can only redo a proficiency skill that you have one time throughout the entire week span. So by that, you mean the, not the things that I'm proficient in on my character sheet, but the things that you literally just No, said. no, no. You can't use your job duty skills yet at all. Okay, we're just training them. You're training them with your character skill set. Okay, and the things that I'm proficient in on my character sheet, I can only use once. You can only use once throughout the multiple weeks. Gotcha. Yeah, we're going to need to train <laughs> the lookout. <laughs> now, remember, you need to be narrative, be logical, be descriptive. How, what skill that you're proficient in are you going to use to help train yourself in lookout? Uh, can we also use items in this skill challenge as well? You can use items. You can use your spell attacks, or you can use spells. You can use attacks. You can do anything you want to help train yourself in whichever skill, job skill you want. I am going to use... Like, there is already someone that is the the lookout right now, right? I'm no, you're just this filling is, in. We're now on or, solo duties. So you're oh, by yourself. Shit. You kind of had this grace period where you learned the ropes from somebody. Okay. Um, and then now you're on your own, like, after three days. I want to come back to me. Okay. Anybody want to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Please. <laughs> I would like to train my navigation skill, right? Okay. Um, and I'm going to use nature to do that. Okay, so how will you use nature? I'm going to use my 
inherent knowledge of reading a bunch of books about sea travel. Okay. And and also my map of well, I guess I'll use that separately. And just my general knowledge of the world of Asus to sort of like plot out the best course. Sea nature is what you're saying. Like it's, how Yeah. So how waves work and such like that. Yeah, to sort of plot out the best course from here directly to the Ron. Okay. So uh, give me a nature check. Uh, that's a fifteen. You have succeeded. So put a tally next to navigation that you have succeeded in that one once. And now I can no longer use nature for any other checks. Throughout this entire skill challenge, which will last multiple weeks. I would like to go next. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to use my animal handling to train my uh, lookout skill. Let me get there. Okay. Okay, so I'm guessing there are seagulls flying around. Yes, because you are on the north coast of Mithron, and you can see the south coast of Mithron. Yes. I am going to train my ability to spot them and to, like, call them to me and all that from, like, further and further distances away using my animal handling. And this will help me spot things further and further away. Okay. Go ahead and give me the animal handling check. It's going to be a 15. 15 is a success. You call an an- a seagull to you with like some treats or something maybe. Yeah. And uh, the seagull comes and snatches it from you and you watch them sail off. And you are you know now that seagulls will be near the coast and that'll help you and you look out for, for land and such. So we can use any spell. Any spell. any And if you use a spell, it'll be your spell attack for the roll. So, like, whatever you roll for, like, Ray of Frost, that'll be the modifier you use for this roll. Can you only use one spell, or can you use any spell one time? You can use any spell one time throughout the skill challenge. Who's next? So, I'm just going to start at the very bottom of my barrel, and I'm going to step up, learn how to steer, and use melee. And so I'm just going to kind of be, like, forcing, like, the wheel back and forth, just, like, going kind of with the waves, trying to build up my arm strength, maybe kind of, like, hitting some of the rungs every now and then to see what kind of like spins I can make the wheel do, how it, the boat reacts to it. Very good. I like that because it is calm water, so you would be able to handle that. Now, it will technically, like story-wise, mess with the people that are working on the deck. They might lose balance here and there. <laughs> but, uh, well, I try not to get too crazy with it. But, but yeah, it, I like that. That's good. You're using grapple on the wheel. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Sure. Um, so now I need to roll like a melee attack. So, yeah, you roll a, me- a melee attack. 17. 17 is a success. So put a tally mark next to steer because you have trained in steering. I'll, uh, I'll intimidate someone into showing me how to operate the Abolista. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> first right. day on the job, you just find the first stranger like, how do you do this? Hey, you pencil neck geek. <laughs> All right, so, yeah. so yeah, give me an intimidation check. And you're training in rigging is what you're saying? No, in the ballista. Oh, in the ballista. Okay. 19. 19. In fear, he just goes through every single little detail about the ballista and how it works and how it arcs and everything he knows because he's been in combat before and he's never been as scared as he was as he is now with you. <laughs> cool. <laughs> okay, I want to use my sleight of hand to... Um, Kind of just get a feel for the ballista. Kind of just figure out how to how to turn it 180 degrees and all that. Okay. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, give me a slight hand check. Um, 14. 14 is a success. So you have succeeded in training with the ballista. So you can put a tally mark next to your ballista attack. 
And during that week that you trained, you also had some downtime. Is there anything you would like to do on your own while you're not on duty? I have something. Okay. Um, my uh, ring of life force. Okay. I would like to soul bind it to myself. All right, and that is for a free, no life force accounted for fourth, fourth level to sixth level spell, correct? Yes. And that's all three of your soul binds now? Yep. I have my spear, the ring, and the bank. Well, that reminds me that I have that uh, amulet of Salamandal that Felomir gave me. Can uh, I kind of hang out with him and get him to help sure. soul bind that to me yes. so I can use it? Yeah. So that'll, and that amulet of Salamandal is to hide your alignment? Correct. Yep. So yeah, you are soul bound to that. Is that just like it hides it when I want to hide it, or is it just hidden all the time? Oh, it's when you're wearing it. So you're soul bound to it. If it's on your neck, it's hiding your alignment. Perfect. If, you, if it's off of your neck, you in like in your backpack, then it's mm -hmm. not hiding your alignment. Okay, cool. As of right now, it'll just be in my backpack. Okay. Um, and downtime, um, if he's up for it, I know Kat's kind of in a bad place, so I want to train with him, specifically because we're on a ship, and pretty sure none of us are used to combat or really being on a ship in general um, in case we do encounter combat. Okay, so like melee combat on a ship, you want to train with him, like spar with him on the deck basically? Yeah. Okay, I like that. I like it so much that the two of you, if you succeed, or if you agree to this, Kath, if say a wave crashes and I was going to give you disadvantage during combat, if I was going to give you disadvantage while you were fighting on the upper deck, you no longer would have disadvantage. You will just be it, you'll just roll it normally. Cool. Because you practice for this whole week of melee combat on a boat. I like that. All right. So that completes week one. <laughs> week two, a small event occurs while you're all on duty. A large number of ships is seen on the horizon coming your way. Currently, you're unsure who these ships are. You have a DC of 12, and you have to have three successes before two failures. To do what? To succeed in this skill challenge or something bad might happen. Okay, well... There is a large number of unknown ships coming directly at you. I'm going to see if I can use my perception to get some details about these ships. Okay. Friend or foe. You know, yeah. any sort of flag markings, anything. So give me a perception check. DC is 12. Uh, that's going to be a 15. They are Rodanian ships. Okay. Uh, and I can no longer use perception anymore. Correct. Okay. And none, none of us can, right? No, this is an individual skill challenge. Okay. So you, we're not doing the whole thing yet. I didn't want to start, start your first skill challenge off with that. Um, so you can't use your skill again if you've used it. Okay. No one else has anything to do with your skills. Hey, those look like Rodanians. So you scream that down to the down to the to the group, and the boats get closer. You want to go next? The word around the ship now is that the Rodanian like Rodanian ships are approaching. I would like to use my history proficiency. Okay. To sort of know the background of Rodana and that they could potentially be hostile. So maybe we should prepare, not necessarily like. Just make sure everyone's all like hands at the on ready. deck. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The, the ready action. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, everyone to take ready. Uh, give me a history check. Uh, that is a 19. 19 is a success. Uh, so you use your sending stone to tell the helmsman on duty uh, that this could become hostile. 
So he gets all hands on deck, and the boats are getting closer. Now, can I tell with my perception that they are coming towards us or just passing by? Or would I not be able to tell that? You can't tell. Okay. Because you've already used your skill challenge. You've, okay. You've used your turn for the skill challenge. Gotcha. And just to be clear, like, for when we're training our skills again, our job things, I can't use history again for that? Correct. Okay. Hmm. Only one more success. So how many boats are there? You don't know. Don't know? It's a lot. lot. From your position on the boat, you don't know because sails are in the way and your lookout, your crow's nest person did not get that count for you. Mm -hmm. No. It's a fleet. It's It's a fleet. It's a bunch of them. It's a lot of ships. Can we at least say that it's enough to where we will not be able to, like, let's fight them? Like that's <laughs> oh, yeah, you can't fight happen. them. Okay. You, you don't want to fight them. It's way too many ships in that sense. Okay. It's more than 10. I feel like that's all we need to know. <laughs> like, it's a lot. Okay, so I want to maybe assume that they're getting pretty close. Like, pretty close. So I think I'm going to use deception to try and make it seem like... I'm gonna slow and stop the boat down for them. And then I'm going to like full steam ahead, try and go like between two boats as they're coming at us. Okay. So that we can just kind of slide right through. Love it. So give me a deception check. 17. That is a success. And so as the boats get closer, you made a great call by the way. You stop and you can feel like the wake of the boats, like all the waves coming at you because of all the other boats. And because you stopped, it kind of just rocks steadily. You can't speed it up because uh, it's just too much motion. But the Rodionian ships just kind of go by you, and they're actually just on deck waving at you as they go by. Sweet. Um, <laughs> there is no hostility from them at all. They seem to be merchants heading to Downland Harbor. So do I give myself, like, another tally somewhere? No, or? this is not a training okay, session. Okay, this, this is just, is just to get by. Yeah, this is just to get by. Yeah, I feel like they were watching us, like, mm, <laughs> one wrong move. Uh, and so you stop and you got by and that is three successes. So we will move on to week three. <laughs> week three will be another training week. Those seas are calm. The wake is, is low. And uh, how would you like to train your skills? I got one uh, in in. In my own mind, uh, I've decided that I'm going to use Speak with Small Beasts. Okay. To, I mean, I've, I've thought of this completely on my own. Uh, to train the spyglass skill. And uh, you, I'm, you, you know what? These seagulls, I'm liking them. For some reason, they're just much better than rats and rodents to me. Like, they, they just have more <laughs> class. So um, I'm going to use the spyglass to, like, to see them and just hi or whatever like however they talk okay and just call them to me all right give me a spell attack it's gonna be a 20. all right that is definitely a success oh we're also back on the hidden dcs again because this is a training period and you speak to this beast and it becomes your friend temporarily and basically, it now becomes a speaking beast for you that will speak to you telepathic or not telepathically, come tell you things so that you train with the spyglass to spot land, storms, obstacles, and enemy ships. Look so he'll come that. and tell you. He'll be like a bird scout for oh, you. Wow. <laughs> I love it. But not forever. Just, just yes. for now. 
<laughs> he knows what this is. <laughs> All right. So anyone else want to do any training this week? I'll use my strength save to work the rigging. Okay. And just, I guess, uh, is it like sails and stuff that yeah. I'm pulling? Well, yeah. I guess I can't like the just ropes like the pull the fucking sails down in the middle of my shift like that. Well, no, like during your shift, you're going to be commanded by whoever's working the, sh the wheel at the time. Like, ah, oh, I need to go left based on whatever the navigator's telling them. So you'll you'll use your strength save during that week to train in the rigging. You no, know what, what what I'll do instead is uh, I'm going to practice loading and unloading the ballista with my strength. Okay, so uh, you wanna focus on the ballista. Yeah. Well, this is pretty pretty heavy. Yes, uh, it actually takes two men to do the wheel, uh, but because you are so strong and you train this, we'll make it to where you can do it by yourself. Uh, give me a strength save. Fifteen. You succeed. So you can load a ballista all by yourself, and you have trained in the ballista again. That's two tally marks for that. Yep. I would like to use Mage Hand to practice and to use that Mage Hand to load my bolts for me and become a faster shooter, yeah, I guess. I like that. Uh, give me a spell attack. That is a 13. 13 is a success. So you get a tally mark next to your ballista attack. So we've got Doroth and Astra and Kath. So Vinch, you want to go? Uh, yes. Uh, so I'm going to use uh, my survival proficiency to uh, work on my command skill. And I'm kind of thinking um, with survival, I'm going to have like some natural instincts that are going to kind of come into my head. I'm going to have like a sense of urgency about me in hopes that people will listen to me a little more. And uh, I don't know, kind of like that. All right. I like it. So yeah, give me the survival check. It's 22. 22 is a success. So you get a tally mark next to command. Okay, uh, quick question. So we're not, we, we need a certain number of tally marks to be proficient in the job thing? No, you cannot be proficient. Like you cannot get any tally marks You'll and you can still do this skill. Right. You just won't be very good at it. But I'm asking like, is like there a threshold for when we'll get a bone? Like does one tally mark, is that better than no tally marks? Yes, one tally mark is better than no tally marks. Okay. Um, in that case, how much does 50 feet of rope weigh? One is 10 pounds. 10 pounds? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. I want to use my 50 feet of rope to do curls with while I'm uh, <laughs> in the navigating room <laughs> to help build my strength up. <laughs> I don't even know if Dave knows, but I like it. I like it. 10 pounds is funny, but whatever. I mean, he's old weak. He's old it's, man. it's more than I got. My strength is zero. So. Uh, yeah, so you spend the, tra the week training with your, like, doing curls with your rope, and uh, you give me a, what, what, which, oh, you're using the item. So, yeah, if you use an item, it's a free success. So Woo. you succeed. So you get a tally mark next to repairs. What are you going for there? Yes. <laughs> All right, and that's everybody for this training week. Again, I'm giving you another chance for downtime if you'd like. You don't necessarily have to do anything. It's just an option. Uh, I would like to do some research in my downtime. Okay. Specifically on what Keth asked me about when we left Yin. He asked me about if I've ever heard of anything named Hakar. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that. Um, so I would probably just spend some time reading, going through my... Pocket library, seeing if anything comes up. Give me a history check with disadvantage. Uh, 13. 
So you go through your your pocket library, and you're having a very hard time. You spend basically the whole week in your downtime in your library, and you're going through book after book after book. Nothing named Takar comes up, but... Ah, uh, wait, did he... What did you say to him? Okay. What What did you ask him? Uh, I told him what uh, the what the voice told me verbatim. I uh, can't remember. Seek out Hakar. Yeah, seek out Hakar, and asked him if he knew who Hakar was. Who mm. or what? Yeah, who or like, what? Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> I don't think you find anything. Fair enough. I thought about it. I, if it would have been worded a little differently, you may have. Mm -hmm. But you don't really have any clues. Yeah, I'm just looking blind, pretty yeah, much. Because yeah. the only thing that I think the dream sequence said was seek out Hakar. Okay? Seek out Hakar. Yep. Which doesn't give you information if it's a place, a person, a thing. Nothing. So right. you, you got nothing. All right. On to week four. The fourth week, you do not get the chance to really train with any of your job duties because it's a very light storm that causes some turbulence for you during your shifts. The Navigator, which is Felomir. Me. During the wake of the storm, a couple navigation tools fall off the table where you are, below deck, and slide all over the place, now lost in the room. In the chaos, you look, for, you look to your compass and it appears the boat is going the wrong direction. You need to get situated again so you can guide the current helmsman through the Sending Stone. How are you going to do that? Woo! Okay, well, um, uh, can I use my perception skill to keep track of all of the tools that have fallen off of the table and quickly gather them up because I know where they are? Yes, so give me a perception check. Oh, I can actually tell you the DC this time. DC is 14. 15. Oh, all right. So you successfully find your navigation tools and uh, get them back to the table and let the helmsman know. Crow's Nest, which is Dorith. The storm is causing a lot of rocking back and forth for you at the top of the mast. You are now feeling queasy and you can feel yourself losing footing. Oh, God. What do you do? First and foremost, hold on to <laughs> whatever I can grab. Um, I don't know if there's much I can do about the sickness with what I have on me. I mean, this is a skill challenge, so you're using a skill proficiency. Okay. Or an item. Or, a save? A oh. save. Or a spell. <laughs> or a potion. Or an item, yeah. Or an item. Or nothing at all. Or you just drink up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the best I can think, if I use Minor Illusion... Can I fool myself into thinking that things are calm? <laughs> that you're not on a rocky ass ship. Yeah. Isn't minor illusion like five foot cube? Then no. No. Okay. I don't think that I will be able to fix. I'm just, the way I see it, I'm just going to be queasy. Okay. Or, unless I do just a, a constitution check or something. Are you proficient in constitution saves? No. Then you can't. Oh, that's one. true. Oh. Oh, no. I guess all I can do is try to use my acrobatics to not fall. That's a good one. Uh, give me the acrobatics check. It's going to be a 22. That succeeds. You maintain footing, but then puke all over the main deck. Yep. Just 
puke rains down in this storm all over everyone that's below you. Pivac flies by. No! <laughs> <laughs> the prolonged map. The bow gunner. A large wave. A bow gunner, which is Keth. Uh, a large wave comes crashing over the bow of the ship. The volume of water pushes hard against you, threatening to topple you backwards and sliding across the deck of the ship. What do you do? Uh, I'll use my athletics to like grab a hold of something and, and stay uh, stable. Perfect. 13. 13 is a success, right? Or did I say DC was 14? 14 was the DC oh, for me. You go tumbling backwards against the main deck. And water is crashing all around you, which leads into the second mate. Captain Kayo and Stefan leave you at the wheel alone as they see the bow crew struggling to get everything in order after the large wave. They rush to help with the rigging, and you're now left alone at the wheel. How do you handle this? Well, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess I'll use my perception just to try and be aware of everything around the boat and on the boat and just keeping everything as straight and narrow and normal as possible. Okay, so give me a perception check. TC is 14. 17. 17 is a success. You keep the bow in a normal position and everything's fine except there is one man overboard and the stern gunner Astra, you see this. You felt the boat lean backwards as after hitting a large wave, and that water came crashing down on you from the captain's deck as well. You look to the starboard side of the boat and see a man flailing in the water. This is the only chance you have to save him as the boat travels deeper into this storm. What do you do? He's in the water already? Yes. I'm going to cast fly on myself and then fly into the water and scoop the dude up. All right, give me a spell attack. That is a critical miss. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, You fly out into the water trying to locate the man, and he's lost at sea. You can't find him in the storm, and you fly yourself back to the deck, and the man is gone. Whoops. That's got to be one of the worst ways to die. My scarf becomes this, like, hero's cape, and it just, like, goes limp as I get back (laughs) on (laughs) show. And that will conclude the fourth week and there will be no downtime because of the chaos of the storm. The fifth week, we are back to calm waters and you are given a chance to train with your job skills. All right, I got one. All right. I'm feeling pretty pumped after the previous week of training with my uh, bundle of rope, right? <laughs> so I'm going to cast Spider Climb. Okay. And climb up to where I'm like hanging from the ceiling like a makeshift pull-up bar. <laughs> and then just do pull-ups for the entire duration of the spell. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking That's yes. awesome. I love it. All right, give me a spell attack. Uh, that's a 28. <laughs> you highly succeed. And you can put a tally mark next to your repair. Pelmer's getting pretty buff. <laughs> um, I will use my rope to uh, try and get another tally and steer. And I want to just like kind of practice like rigging up something, tying like you know, an end of the two ends of the rope like behind me on each side, and like 
kind of trying to rig the wheel up to where it can like keep a straight and oh, like, like autopilot like yeah autopilot like a cruise control kind of thing in case like <laughs> for some reason we all need to leave the wheel okay i like it so uh it's an item so you succeed cool the spyglass is it's not like attached to the boat it's like a thing that they gave me right or yeah it's probably in your hand it's not like attached to the boat okay i'm gonna use sleight of hand to you know just get good at like Pull it out real quick. Yeah, just quick draw and extend the spyglass. Okay. Give me a sleight of hand check. It's going to be an 11. You fail. You do not get a tally mark. Can I use a lucky dice in this scenario? That means I will allow lucky dice and skill challenges in the future. I'm going to say no. Okay. And the reason why is because I'm not charging life force for spells during skill challenges. Gotcha. And I don't want it to dampen combat in the future after a skill challenge if you don't get long rests. So I'm going to say no. Is that the first failure of one of the trainings? Yes. Wow. Captain mm. Astro, we're on you. And I do recognize you may run out of skills. I'm completely aware of that. And that's kind of the, the, the difficulty of this very long skill challenge. Hmm. I'm going to cast Gust of Wind at the Ballista. Oh, like a supercharged bow. Like shooting really quick at something? Sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, what were you thinking? I, I mean, I was thinking more as like it pivots 180 degrees. Like I could cast Gust of Wind and then kind of like build my strength, like trying to like <laughs> counter it. <laughs> Justin, I don't know. No, that's good, yeah. Use it as like a like a training thing, like cast Gust of Wind against you and try to turn into the wind. Yeah. Okay. Like in case like it's fucking storming and there's a gust of wind and it blows the wrong way when I need to steer it the I like that opposite too. way. I like that too. I was just thinking a supercharged bolt, like you shoot it and then I mean, it yeah, that's also gust a great wind, idea, like, I guess. Faster. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you train strength wise with a uh, gust of wind. So give me a spell attack for gust of wind. That is 17 plus 6, so 23. That is a success, so you can put a tally mark next to your ballista attack. Cool. So did you train repair at all? Nope. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't figure out anything that's, to do no, for I mean, that. No, I that's not necessarily a problem. You'll find out why soon. Kath, uh, got anything? Nope. All right. Uh, so that will actually complete the training, training weeks, and you are now able to use your skills. Uh, that you have with your job. If you have one tally mark in a skill, you get a plus one to that skill. If you have two, you get a plus two in that skill. If you have three tally marks in it, you get a plus five to that skill. Damn. Now that's uh, just the roll plus the modifier we get right here. Or do you add any of your... So each skill assigned to the job has a character skill attached oh, okay. to it. And so you would add your mod your new modifier to that skill as well. Gotcha. So say you're proficient in perception and your job skill is based on perception, you have your full perception check plus the modifier that you just gained. Gotcha. What if you're not proficient? <laughs> then you don't add your proficiency to it. Like, what's your skill? Uh, uh, perception, I'm proficient in, but constitution, I'm not. So I would, wouldn't add... So Come you on. would just add plus one and whatever your tally mark okay. would be. Gotcha. Okay, so the ballista attack is a dex check. So it would be your dex modifier plus the five you just got. So plus seven. So if you do a ballista attack, 
You get I a plus, plus seven. seven. Yes. And for my repair, I don't have any, so it's just my normal modifier. Yes. Plus two. So your repair option for the stern gunner is intelligence check. Yeah. So yeah, it's your, if your intelligence is plus two, then that's it. I'm glad that in this uh, in this whole scenario, we learned that Dorothy has a uh, a thing for seagulls. Now. <laughs> I mean, I'm I've here. just been waiting for them to, like, pick you up and take you away. Because they could. <laughs> they <Yeah>. could. <laughs> wow. The regular old Hey Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was that guy's story? He's like a hobo the, the or something? Stoop. Not the dude on the stoop. It was no, the, it was the, the bird, the, the pigeon man. The yeah, pigeon on the roof. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like that show had some sense to it like it it could make sense in the real world and then they throw pigeon man at you yeah. you like a bunch of pigeons just that or man off. that and then do y'all remember the episode where the rat dude lived in the sewers no oh, yes <laughs> i was i was just watching this sunday morning i, I was watching hey arnold with my coffee nice. <laughs> Hulu, man who's got all the good nick All right, week six. You've been trained in your job duties. You've either excelled or getting by on them, one or the other. And during the sixth week, you find yourself traveling through a series of uncharted island channels. Captain Kayo says this is a quicker route to Loran and safer from pirates because you can hide yourself on the horizon. The boat is having to zigzag all over the place to make this journey. You are now able to use your job skills if you'd like to. If you do not, you will need to use one of your other's proficiencies and such, but the count has not been reset yet. You still have used what you've used. You may be out of options, which is why this skill challenge is so difficult. You may be an, it may be an automatic failure, and you need to get six successes before four failures. The DC is 14. This time, give me initiatives. Four. 14. 20. 13. 17. Dorth, you are up first. The boat is zigzagging between all these islands, and you just need to help guide the boat along. Uh, and did you say we're also trying to hide from pirates? Or yes. that, okay, I'm going to use my stealth skill. Now, when I use stealth, can I influence the stealth of a greater thing, or is it just my personal? Are you talking about like calling out to the boat, the crew below? Yeah. I, I agree with that. I like that idea. Okay, I'm going to use my stealth to try to... Influence. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I like it. Give me a sleight of hand check. DC is 14. Uh, stealth. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, stealth check. Yeah. Failed at sleight of hand. That is a crit miss. Mm. Oh, oh, that is a failure. Hmm. You feel the boat hits something. You were calling out to them below, and they were like trying to follow your commands and direction, and the boat hits something hard. And uh, Felomir? You hear water. And we are now on Finch's turn. Just whatever, I guess. Whatever you got to help the boat throughout these islands. Okay. Uh, I also have stealth. So I'm going to use stealth to try and maybe understand what Budorth was trying to say and just kind of like keeping my eyes on the mountains and making sure that we're kind of like hidden the best we can. Okay. Give Look. me a stealth check. 17. 17 is a success. So you determine what Doris' idea was, and you help guide the boat stealthily through these islands. After Finch, we are now on to Kef. Um, 
I guess I'll use my perceptions and some just kind of drinking and watching over the, the boat to help guide. Like if there's a big rock coming up or something, like I'll yell out Perfect. Uh, to alert. Perfect. Give me a perception check. 22. 22 is a success. You see a rock, guide them to, you tell them to take a left, and they turn the boat and miss the rock. And after Keth, we are on to Thelamir. All right, I guess I will use my repair. Okay, because you hear water Skill. below? Yeah. All right, so you go and you check the the deck below in the cargo area, and you do see a crack in water kind of leaking out. Give me a repair check. That's an 18. 18 hey. is a success. You repair so, one of the holes. I'm just going to, I'm going to, like, I assume there's, like, a bunch of crates and barrels and stuff down there. I'm just going to, like, use my newfound, like, spider climb strength. Just take one of the crates and just jam it up against the crack. <laughs> and you have covered the hole. Astra, your turn. So we're just trying to stay out of sight. You're just trying to guide the boat through these islands. You don't. There's no necessarily hostile threat. The reason you've taken the islands is because, like these island channels, is because it hides you on the horizon from pirates. But it is difficult terrain, so the boat needs some, you know, some guidance. Cast guidance on the boat. <laughs> ah. I have guiding bolt. We're going that go. way. <laughs> <laughs> I have bless. I can bless up to three creatures within range. So basically, I'm like boosting everybody else up because I don't really know what to do. I like that. So you cast bless. Give me a spell attack. 11 plus 5, 16. That is a success. Sweet. What, what are we at now? You have four successes, one failure. After Astro, we're back at the top of the order. It's going to get hard because you're running out of skills probably. I am, and I even have one less skill than I did before. It is now your turn, Doris. Okay, um, I'm now going to actually try to use Lookout to, uh, yeah, to spot these, these, uh, these things that we could hit. Uh, lookout is conditioning for, uh, like, maintaining consciousness. Oh, in that case, I would have to use Spyglass. Yes. Then. All right, I'll use Spyglass. That's going to be a 20. 20 is a success. You spot out rocks and obstacles and make sure that the helmsman avoids them but i want to do it the way that i would uh command my uh the guardsmen that were uh oh. at my <laughs> just yelled out <laughs> hey there's something there <laughs> port side and just be annoying as fuck about it after dorth we are on to finch i'll use my athletics to kind of maybe be kind of running back and forth, checking each side, my starboard and my port, and, you know, catching the wheel in between as I'm making my strides what, back and forth. What are those touch that you go and touch the, like, the yard line and you go back and forth? Uh, suicide? Uh, suicide. You're doing suicide. Yeah. On the deck. <laughs> Twelve. Ooh, that is a failure. You feel another bump and another leak disappear down below. But you're too, you're too, uh, you're spending too much time down there, fellow. You're on the other lake, trying to keep it in place. And we are now on to Keth. What's our tally up? You have five successes, so you only need one more and two failures. Basically, you each got two turns. If you do forfeit your turn because you don't have any more skills, which is I knew could happen, it is a failure. I just got to figure it out. <laughs> I'm down to animal handling. Where there are no animals around. Handle yourself, you animal. Yeah, boat, <laughs> boat's an animal. And uh, survival, which I'm, I'm trying to think. 
hell I could work survival. survival an easy one. Yeah, an easy come one. on, man. Survival's good. I'll use my survival to uh, look over the deck uh, in the water to survey the, the depth of the water itself. Oh, to make sure like you're not hitting any rocks or anything? Right. 19. 19 is a success, and that is the last one you needed. Oh, I had a good one, too. Oh, what was yours? I was going to use uh, Thaumaturgy, the spell, because it can make your voice three times as loud <laughs> as it normally is, and I was just going to yell for help. Nice. <laughs> as you make your way past this very lush island, you look to the starboard side to see a pirate ship anchor. The captain shouts commands to move forward as fast as possible. But then as you pass another island, you see another pirate ship that's ready to chase. And the two pirate ships chase after you through these islands. I would love to see that spell you were just talking about, Ryan, mm -hmm. used on PVAC so we could just get a thundering. Like, oh, <laughs> Sean Connery. Sean Connery. There is. Pirate Sean Connery. Pirate Sean Connery. Ah, just the five people we were talking about.